episode 22 of the MT Sports Show. Joining me always is my co-host, Tyler. And Tyler, we're coming off a victory from the Michigan Wolverines where they shot 61% from the field and unloaded a barrage of threes to beat Texas A&M 99-72. to And it was a really impressive game from everyone on uh, the Michigan Wolverines to defeat this Texas A&M team that um, unloaded their own scoring thing against North Carolina, but they couldn't do it against Michigan, and Michigan won the game 99-72, and they will face Florida State in the Elite Eight game. What was your take on the, the game as a whole from Michigan? I know it's uh, an impressive feel from everyone around, and we knew Michigan had this in them, but this is one of the more impressive games I've, I've probably ever seen from them. So uh, your take. Uh, my take on the game, you know, obviously was the barrage of threes. You know, everyone saw that hoop looking like the Pacific Ocean out there in L.A. But um, mm-hmm. I w- my biggest takeaway was the defense. I mean, our de- I don't think our defense gets enough credit to the national eye because, you know, we don't have those yeah. big names. We don't have those big names, you know. But, I mean, for for Simpson to come in there and, you know, shut down uh, Starks, I do believe, uh, turn him over five times, made him shoot two for 11, you know. And that, five points. And that's someone that – five points. And that's someone, you know, everyone was talking about, you know, how he's going to, you know, help A&M win and all that. But, I mean, Simpson shut him down. Uh, you can never. He's always been a good defense player. Mm-hmm. Um, I was impressed. I was impressed with the big uh, Mo and Teske handling Robert Williams and Tyler Davis. You know, Mo did not get in foul trouble within the first three minutes, which is good. And Mo held his own against Williams. Uh, there were times where Williams and Davis was getting frustrated. They, like they were getting underneath their skin. And then you know, but that was my biggest takeaway. Yeah, and um, the defense is really complemented the offense, so like they kind of work hand in hand, and you, you kind of need both to be a par. If you want to score that many points, um, or if you want to beat your opponent by that that many points, then your defense has to be playing well, and your offense has to be clicking perfectly. And I mean, when you shoot sixty-one percent from the field, it's very hard to beat a team. Um, and Michigan made fourteen threes. I want to say that's. Michigan's most made threes this season is 14. I, I would venture to say that's probably the most they've made all the season. So I think so because I think one game they had like 11 or 12 during the Big Ten season. Yeah. So I mean, in what I mean, in, in better fashion to do it in what? Yeah, what better fashion to do it in to move on to the Elite Eight? Um, I mean, you know, you do it in the season. That's that's good. But I mean, if you do it to move on to an Elite Eight game, that's even better. So. Yeah, I mean, if you look at if you look at Michigan's score, ninety nine, I, I believe that was the highest out of the whole tournament. It was, yeah, um, I believe so. I don't, I don't know any other games that were higher than that, and um, I know that some were probably close. I think I don't know how many Texas A and put up on North Carolina. Uh, you know, eighty something. I think. Yeah, so there were a few high 80s and maybe 190, but I, I don't think there was close to, even close to 100. Um, but it's just a testament to how well John Beeline's getting his guys playing and how well he can get them from going to a game where you um, 
they looked like they weren't going to win to this game. I mean, I think this that game against Houston when they hit that game winning shot, I think this gave more light, some life to Michigan, their team. Uh, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. maybe maybe they didn't have so much life before that shot, but after, as soon as that shot went in, and you know, a day maybe a day after, I felt like you know they have more life to their team now, and now they feel like hey, we're like you know renewed kind of thing. So yeah, I I, I agree, and if I feel like you know they're getting back into what they were at, towards the end of the Big Ten season, you know. You know, day off, two days off. You know, then play a game. You know, they're finally hitting their stride again, like they did when they were towards the end of the Big Ten tournament in the Big Ten season. They didn't have that long, almost two weeks off. Mm-hmm. That kind, that that kind, of, that definitely showed against Montana and then Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, the one. The one thing I want to say though is uh, how many shots these both both these teams took, and it's, it's you know Texas A&M took 67 shots and Michigan took 63. It's it's crazy. <laughs> so that's a lot of shooting that out there. Crazy. I mean, De- I mean defense was optional for one team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know Texas A&M they rebound the ball at 41 rebounds per game, and I mean they got mm-hmm. 33 total rebounds in that game, and. I mean, not too much more than Michigan at 28. So, I mean, we, we thought size was going to be a factor in this game, and, and it was evident that it really wasn't not in the first half and a little bit coming out in the second half. But I think Michigan was playing too too fast for Texas A&M, and Texas A&M was trying to, you know, forcing up. up shots. Yeah, they were trying to catch up, and yeah. So That's what I think I've seen, I think I've seen or heard something about that uh, Texas A&M doesn't feel comfortable. They don't have the caliber to, you know, play catch up with the team they have. Because they, 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 they like to go down to the big man. They like to, they're like a Purdue. They like to go in and come back out and shoot threes with Hogue and Starks and Glider and all that. But Michigan was just, you know, they were, they were running. Yeah. And they, they came out and did that. And they didn't start slow and, and do that, and we haven't seen really them do that that quick. I mean, I know that Maryland game where they won by – they were up 30 at halftime. That's the only game I could really even – exception. But, yeah, for the most part, um, I don't, it wasn't like that in any other game this season. But – and why not do it in a Sweet 16 game to move on to the lead A? I'm definitely fine with that. Um, I'll take it. Yeah, and, and, you know, talking about their – Next matchup, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, Florida State, real quick, uh, just in a second. Um, but in this te- Texas A&M game, um, you know, Michigan just showed how consistent they can be and what it takes to win a championship because this team's playing like a team that can win an NCAA championship. I, I think they're were slept on by ESPN and um, a few other folks, so you can't they- really. They ranked them 15th in the reseeded Sweet 16. Yeah, and I thought that was kind of a little bit of slap in the face because, you know, they are the Big Ten tournament champs. And, I mean, they did not knock off Michigan State and Purdue in that Big Ten tournament. And um, so, I mean, you know, and now you're talking 15th out of those seeds. I mean, I just thought that was a little bit of slap in the face because they're not really – they weren't really looking at Michigan's – body of work and how they're playing. I think 
maybe they were looking at how slow Michigan started in the tournament, and then Michigan came out against Texas A&M and just exploded for you know 27 point victory. Speaking of 27 points, Michigan's 27 and 0 when when Duncan Robinson scores six points. So you think they're going to beat Florida State by 28? <laughs> <laughs> no, you said. You commented on my post on on, uh, <laughs> on on Twitter and said, "You think so? They, does that mean they beat Florida State by 28?" I would venture to say that they're not going to beat Florida State by 28. It's very hard to nah. to to uh, repeat a performance like that. I mean, Florida State is the. I guess we'll jump into the Florida State talk. Um, you know, pres- impressive performance from Michigan Wolverines uh, defeating Texas A&M by 27, 99, 72 to advance to their second Elite Eight, and their second Elite Eight since 2014, and their third since 2013, so um, pretty impressive. Now, Florida State, the Florida State game, this Florida State team isn't too much different than Texas A&M. Like, you don't shoot the three ball that well. I mean, I don't know they don't have two big, do they have two big guys like Williams and Davis? Probably not, but. No, but they got, they got, they got length and depth. Yeah. That's the thing that might hurt Michigan is the the depth part. They have they have deep guys that can they can come off the bench and score. But, um, but I don't I don't think like I like I said last episode previewing Tuesday and I don't think Michigan is going to be shocked or troubled. You know, handling Florida State Beeline is going to have them ready. Beeline is going to have the perfect defense. You know, and it's it, it's it's March Madness, so you know. Florida State coming off their win against Gonzaga, going to their first Elite Eight since, like, 19... It's been a while since they first went, but... Who, Florida State? It was, like, 1985 or something like that? Yeah, 1985, something like that. It's been a while. But uh, Beeline's going to have his his crew ready, and he's going to disrupt Florida State. And I think... I don't think it's going to be, obviously, a 28 blowout if Duncan Robinson, you know, scores six points or more, which I know he will. But I don't think – I think it's going to be a close game, but I think Michigan will pull it out to reach the Final Four. Um, yeah, Michigan's going to have to deal with some size there. You know, you have, you know – Yep. Um, you obviously have Kofer, and then you have – I don't, can't even pronounce his name. Is uh, Christ uh, – Chris Kumaji, probably. That uh, guy, yeah. Yeah, 6'7", 4. They also so, got Angola. Yeah. So I mean, and Angola is you know six six. I mean, so um, they've got some guys that can bother Michigan with their size, but that's not really that bad because you just seen Robert Williams and Tyler Davis not really do anything against Michigan because Michigan took their style of play and they they forced or they forced Texas A&M to play Mich- their style, and mm-hmm. now I think Michigan can probably do that against Florida State too because they did it against Texas A&M and. I don't think they're not going to be able to do it against Florida State either. Florida State's well, – the thing with Florida State that impresses me the most, they're physical and they're athletic and they're length. So, yes. now, that doesn't scare me. It's enough to where Michigan – I don't think Michigan's going to win, but I think Michigan's going to have to either play the way they did against uh, Texas A&M because they're not – I don't think it, Michigan's going to be able to shoot the ball the well, that, as well as they did against Texas A&M. It just, it, it'll be very hard to do that, so – no, I, I completely agree. I mean, this is March Madness. You know, you can – in Michigan's case, you know, they struggled the first two games, and then all of a sudden, you know, they shot a barrage of everything was going in. I mean, yeah. 
it could be it could be like it's just like Texas A and M, you know, they were hitting everything against North Carolina having their way and then, you know, came up against Michigan and just straight flattened out. But um I just feel mm-hmm. like Michigan has Michigan has if Michigan can hit their shots, not like if they can hit their threes at a decent percentage, then Michigan will have a good chance to win. But the thing with Michigan is that they have if Moe is hitting his shots outside, you know, I don't think Florida State's just like Texas and I don't I don't see Florida State big guys going out guarding Mo at the three point line. <clears throat> that's what that's what it it helps when you have a guy that can shoot from that deep because you draw whoever's in the paint outside the paint. They don't like to be outside the paint. It kind of reminds me of a guy um, shooting to beat for UConn when he was, you know, yep. a lethal shot blocker, but he didn't really want to come outside the paint. You know, he could block shots, like, inside that paint, a little bit outside it, you know, outside the key. But, you know, you take him out to the three-point line, you don't like that because he can't really guard out there. You get him in screen or roll, it's very hard for him to defend that kind of stuff. So, um and that's what Michigan I had does. They're, they're... I was going to say that's what Michigan does. They're a really good screen and pop team. Mm. Yeah, I mean you have the perfect oh. guys to do it. Yep. Um, and I haven't watched Florida State a lot. I mean, I, I really, you know, I plan on playing the ACC. You know, uh, as a guy that I, you know have watched a little bit as Phil Colfer though a little bit. So I mean yep. that's about that's yep. the only guy I really have watched that much. Um I know about. But other than that I haven't really watched Florida State too much. I know they're kinda of, they were flying on the radar a little bit. Um mm-hmm. you know on the A C C they didn't didn't have anything really that impressive in the A C C but you know they got you know a couple easy games in the in the tournament. So and they they took advantage of that and uh yep. You know, and that's not right. even playing, playing Michigan. Right, that's all right. I, I didn't even have Florida State going to uh, lead eight, so screw you. Well, I mean, I, well, I mean, they, they had they had a couple of easy games. That they didn't. I mean, they played Missouri. That was an easy game, but then they they played they eat eat the victory out against number one Xavier. Which I mean, who, I had you them know, losing. To, probably, Come on now. You had them losing to Xavier. Yeah, me too. Yeah, uh, but if you depending on how you talk to. Xavier probably was one of the weaker number one seeds. Maybe they might have been the weakest number one seed. Um, I know yeah. Virginia lost in the first. I know it's Virginia lost in the first round, but I'm just saying, like. Uh, no, I know what you mean. And they beat Gonzaga by fifteen. They beat Gonzaga by fifteen, like. Which is crazy. Yeah, I didn't expect that to be them beat Gonzaga by fifteen. If they're gonna beat them, but fifteen, like they. Yeah, they did it with defense too. That's the thing. Like they played great defense against uh, Gonzaga. And um, you know, I think I think Michigan's just gonna have to just have to uh, play defense too. Um, you know, you comparing this team to to like I said to uh, Texas A&M, they're not too much different. Um, no. uh, but at least Michigan doesn't have to worry about the rebounding category. Um, that shouldn't really even come to play now, even though it probably could have against A&M when they rebound really good, but. Um, you know, this team um, probably rebounds the same rate as Michigan does. This they're 69th in rebounds, so I mean that's you know it's not great, but I mean no, it's still not pretty great, average. I feel like this is the type of game where you know, especially the offensive rebounds, the second chance points is going to come into play for both teams because both teams, like you said, are really good defensive 
teams. Uh, Michigan obviously has a better I, – I feel like I haven't watched much Florida State, but uh, I feel like Michigan mm. has better shooters than Florida State. And that um, mm. Mar is obviously going to have to play like he did last game. Xavier will have to play the same – mostly on the defensive end. I like to see him, you know, get defense stops, you know, run that offense. You know he'll get to the basket and all that. He'll he'll get his points, but I think I think the biggest players that have to play out will obviously be Mar and Mo, obviously. But I mean Matthew, what Matthew's been doing has been pretty nice lately. I mean he stepped up big yeah. against uh, Texas A&M. He's been mm-hmm. getting his shots. So I think he's finally coming into his own, like he did in the beginning of the season, where he was the team leader, averaging like 16 points a game. I think he's finally getting back into that, what we thought he would be when he transfers from Kentucky. So, I mean, I expect him to have another big game as well. I think he's playing on a different level right now, man. I think he's playing like how he did when he played at Kentucky, where he's got that just dog mentality. I mean, he's going at everything. He's going at dudes, and he's <laughs> talking. Yeah. He's he's balling out. He's I mean, he's – He's playing like he he played at Kentucky. I'm telling you, and I mean, I'm not saying mm-hmm. that Michigan's. I'm not trying to say Michigan's, you know, less of a, you know, basketball team no. or no. let's go to Kentucky. But uh, as far as this goes, I just think Charles Matthews is playing a different, and he he compliments everyone around him. I mean, mm-hmm. he, he compliments Mo Wagner. He, well, he he more so compliments uh, Rockman than anything, I think. Um, yeah. So I just think everyone in this on this Michigan team is playing the role that they're they're supposed to be playing and they're doing it well. Yeah, so, they, and they are. I mean, it's fun. Not, it's fun to watch. There's it. not. Yeah, there's not an identity crisis where one guy doesn't know what what they're doing. I know the first two couple of games were kind of slowish. Um, the first one was we gave Michigan kind of a pass for that first game. The second game was like, well, eesh. I mean, that was just a really very even game, and then, you know, mm-hmm. the third game, Michigan Michigan was, like, feeling really confident. So, um, I will say this about this game, though, Tyler. Um, this Florida State team, they can defend, and they can they can score the ball, you know, pretty well. This is a team that put 90 up on Duke. They put 90 up on Syracuse. Was that so, before I mean, Duke ran the zone? <laughs> that's probably before Duke ran the zone, probably. Because <laughs> that, that was early. That was probably, like – Earlier in the season, probably that was probably uh, Florida State's first conference game. So that's the first yeah. conference play game. So, but still putting ninety points up on on Duke is, mm-hmm. or actually putting ninety up, ninety up on Syracuse, where Syracuse run the zone and they don't really. Syracuse doesn't really do that. They don't allow people to no. score that many points on them. Ninety points on a zone. So, um, right, exactly. I mean, so I mean, they could score. Oh yeah, they. I mean, score ninety in the ACC. I mean, that's pretty good, especially against the Duke with the mm-hmm. talent they have and the Syracuse the way they run their zone. Um, but I mean, what Leonard Hamilton? You know, he's been he's been one good coach for Florida State down there. He knows how to obviously you know get the players he needs. <laughs> you know, he always gets the big, tall, lengthy guys. You know, last year he had like yep. Bacon and you know all them, but. uh this team right now, they're playing at an all-time high as well, along with Michigan, you know, coming off beating Gonzaga, you know, and all that. So, But I expect a dogfight, but mm. I expect Michigan to pull it out. 
I'm going to say low 70s as the score. Yeah, I would, I would venture to say that's correct. And you talked about length and size, and you remember Bernard James for Florida State. Remember Bernard James? Yep. I remember he was a veteran. He was a veteran. He was a veteran of the army. And I think he was like 26 or 27 years old. Like he was, oh, like a, he was a, actually man in playing in college. And I know it was ridiculous. I remember him. He, I remember him. He was like so dominant. I'm like, this is like not even fair sometimes. But you know, I was like watching. Like, I know it's like watching Taco down there in Central Florida. Like, where does this dude come from? Yeah, he was like exactly. eight foot. Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's it's crazy. Um, I I know, and I think in this game, Tyler, it's gonna it's really, I think it's really gonna come down to to defense. And I know Michigan's faced a good defensive team, and uh, Houston Houston was a pretty solid defensive team. Um, but I really think this game's gonna come down to defense. Florida State's playing really good defense right now, and mm-hmm. Michigan's gonna have to play a style where they can get Florida State to um, you know maybe not do what they want to do or um, feel, play at the, the pace Michigan wants to place at. So. I feel like, uh, you know, Michigan's going to find their pace, but I feel like Michigan should or try duplicating what they did against A&M, you know, start fast, you know, get get uh, Florida State, you know, ruin them back on their heels, you know, uh-huh. because yeah, I don't feel like – I don't feel like no one really wants to play fast – against Michigan, and then, you know, obviously, you know, knock down a couple threes, you know, get just get Florida State reeling a bit, because like I, like we said, you know, this is going to be a dog fight. This reminds me of the football game, you know, defense, yeah. you know. When Michigan, so, when uh, Michigan played Florida, when, when Michigan played Florida State in football, you mean, in the ball game? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I got gotcha. uh, yeah. yeah. I feel like, I feel like Michigan should start out fast, you know, get Florida State uncomfortable. Yeah, it, it comes down to making shots. I don't, I don't expect Michigan to shoot 61% again like they did against Texas A&M. I don't expect that. No. But I think they got to shoot at least, you know, 47 48% from the field, I think, yeah. just to, yep. you know, win this game. Uh, Florida State's, like I said, they're, they're a pretty good defensive team. And, mm-hmm. I mean, their leading scorer, scorer, Terrence Mann, he's averaging 12.9 points per game. So it's really going to come down to him and I think uh, – you know, in the re- rebounding category, I think, or not rebounding category, defensive category, yeah. um, we'll get the most defensive stops. Who wants it more in this game, I think? Um, mm-hmm. You know, because if they're fighting for an Elite Eight uh, or uh, Final Four bid, it's gonna be, so it's going to be it's going to be a dog fight. I think so too. I think so too. Um, I think I think Michigan comes out and and wins this game. I think some people thought. Uh, Michigan, I think some people were kind of nervous about Michigan versus Texas A&M a little bit. And to me, I wasn't really going to that game. I wasn't really that nervous about Michigan's uh, chances in that game. I, I don't know. I mean, I knew it was going to be – I thought – actually, I'm sorry. I thought it was going to be a little closer. When they come out on in 199.72, I was like mm. – I was very impressed. I'm not usually – usually – Talking about a team that you've seen all season, you're like, wow, I'm so impressed. You, usually impressed is like a, a reaction like, oh, okay, I'm surprised that that happened. Like, you right. know, you're not, you're not always supposed to be impressed by your team, not always, because, you know, like you should expect them to do really good things. But when they scored 99 points, <laughs> and they're, I think it was like it's the crazy. fourth most ever scoring output in an NCAA tournament game, I mean, that's, a, that's impressive. So, 
We don't say that very often. Uh, um, no, we don't. But, don't. you know, like I said, you know, Michigan doesn't get the praise like the other team do. You know, the reason I wasn't worried about, you know, Michigan against Texas A&M, but everyone was raving about Texas A&M and their big guys is because they came off beating the defending champions in North Carolina, you know. Exactly. Handed them, yep. handed them the down to beat down. So, and then they're like, oh, okay, so they got Michigan, you know, Robert Williams and Tyler Davis and all them, you know, they're going to have big games and all that. And then, you know, Michigan just threw grenades up, hit everything, mm. you know, and Mich- beat them by Michigan 27. Played, Michigan played so well in that game. They played great. But I also think Texas A&M couldn't – they couldn't help themselves and they couldn't uh, – they couldn't change how well Michigan's defense was playing, and they were they were kind of forcing mm-hmm. up just really yeah. knucklehead shots, and they weren't really giving yeah. Davis and Williams chances to rebound the ball in the first half. That's for sure, and that's when Michigan really second half they, second half know, they, they kind of got it going, but I mean it was just too big of a hole. Exactly, they were trading baskets with Michigan. Michigan was up by you know twenty, and I mean yep. you can't trade baskets when you're up twenty. So um, I think no, this game against Florida State, yeah especially when you're down 20. But this game against Florida State, um, I, I'm, not, I'm not really too – I'm not really – I guess I'm not really too nervous about it. Um, I know it's an NCAA tournament game. You're like, I'm not well, <clears throat> well, I mean, it's anything can happen. But um, I, I think Michigan's uh, chances in this game are very high. Um, so I'm going to go with Beeline's Michigan gonna, in this game. Yeah, Beeline's going to have them ready. Well, I mean, you can say that every game. Well, Beeline's going to have Brady. Be- I mean, I understand that. But, you know, what about Florida State? You know, they're a good team too. But I just I just think that, uh, you know, he's the way his approach to everything is. Tyler, I know he said he's going to have him ready and everything like that. But it goes beyond just always going to have him ready. It goes beyond that. It goes on like he's he's talking to him in a different manner, talking to him in a different tone. He's taking it one game at a time. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have you seen the post game where he's in the locker room talking to his guys and stuff like that? It's it's yeah. really interesting. It's really interesting to how he's t- talking to him. He's like, you know, he's treating every game the same, and he's mm-hmm. giving the guys praise praise when they do good things, and he's joking with them too. But at the same time, he's not like looking back at the, at the, and he's making sure his guys aren't looking back at you know, the previous game. He's making sure they have their eyes and, you know, face in front of them for the next game. And Florida State's a, a pretty good team. But but I don't think they've seen the, I don't think they've seen the team like, like Michigan and how well Michigan's playing. So that's why I'm I don't either. I just, I just feel like, like I said, you know, Michigan's got to start fast, get their mm-hmm. defense set, uh, you know, get their offense going off their defense, turn, turn Florida State over, you know, make them run, make them feel uncomfortable. And then, you know, obviously – Hit hit their shots that are there. I like to see Michigan hit at least eight threes. I would say that's probably a pretty good number for for uh, three pointers to, for Michigan to make. Um, they don't have to call them all at once, but no, they if don't. they start, if they hit, you know, I would say half those in the first half, you know, four. Yeah. Um, and they just have to uh, they just have to have you no know, they have a goal in mind that that final four appearances is on the line and mm-hmm. um they can do it but like i said i'm going i'm uh i'm going with michigan in this one um it's going to be i think probably i would say i wouldn't i don't think it's going to reach the 90s i would say it's probably going to be i would have in the 70s probably um, yeah i would say that's probably accurate 
you know, I just hard to prepare a performance like that in the 90s. That's just it's hard to duplicate. Yeah, you can't. I mean, who says I can't do it again? But this team's playing great. Hey. So if they do it, if they do it again, I wouldn't be like, I'm so shocked. You know what I mean? But they'll be shooting everything in the Pacific Ocean over there on out in LA. Everything. Well, you know what they, you know what they said. They're like, uh, Michigan's shooting a fish in a barrel, fish in a barrel exactly. kind of thing, and that's what it was. I think Reggie Miller was saying that in the game, and I thought that was, was kind of crazy. Funny I mean, everyone, everyone was like, uh, "So, how do we explain this?" <laughs> They're all yeah, at each other. Uh, yeah. Uh, as far as commentating goes, I don't think commentating. I don't think commentating has been great nah. this NCAA tournament. Nah. I just, I don't know. I tone it out. It's a, it's an eh for me, really. Honestly, man, it's like. As good as those guys are, I just don't know. I just don't know what it is. Like, I just can't put. I just can't put my finger on what it is. Like, what what it is with them right this year? I don't know. I, I think we need more Gus Johnson. And <laughs> right, Bill Rafferty. I like Bill Rafferty. I like when Bill Rafferty and Grant Hill call a game. Bill Rafferty, Grant Hill, and Gus Johnson, and Jim Nance. Jim Nance. Jim Nance is good. It's funny. Jim Nance is good. Um, well, at least we don't have me. At least, yeah. No, that's awesome. At least we don't have Dick Vitale or Dan Dockage. Or Len Elmore. Or Len Elmore. Yeah, that guy. Yeah. I mean, but those com- those commentators I don't really prefer. So, like I said, those, <laughs> those commentators that are calling games this year, <clears throat> I don't really care for too much, but. Yeah, me neither. There's some, there's there's some games I, where I like them, but you know, Kevin Kevin Harlem where he's like, put it down, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah, um, commentators have been great, but what has been great is Michigan, and uh, they're looking to go to their first Final Four since 2013. So we will be back here. Um, we'll be back here tomorrow. If that's okay with my co-host Tyler. <laughs> Bye with um, me. Okay, we'll be back here tomorrow to recap Michigan's game, win or lose. We'll be here back here to recap that, and um, where I'm going to go out and say Michigan's going to win this game, 79 to 74. What's your take? Uh, I had the same region. I was going to say 79 to seven, uh, 71. Okay, Michigan. Um, Yep, I think yep, I think uh, it's going to be close game. So um, I, I'm confident in how Michigan's playing right now. Um, they just can't get too cute with it, and, get, and people got to make shots. You know, I know they're going to start yeah. start. They're not going to play hot like they did against Texas A&M, but they got to come out and make make shots too, and not not struggle mm-hmm. because Florida State Florida State can play good defense, and Leonard Hamilton always had really good defensive ball clubs. So I mean, yeah. Um, so that's uh, that's my uh, my score for the Michigan game. I got Michigan seventy nine seventy four. Tyler's got Michigan seventy nine seventy one. Um, you guys can go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Um, I, we just released a new uh, cover photo and logo for our podcast. Um, go check that out. I, I thought that's pretty cool. Um, I linked up with a guy that set that up set that up for us. Um, really that, good art. Yeah, he. Um, I know. I don't know him, but I know someone that knows him and. Um, he told me that, you know, he's kind of been doing this. This kid goes to the University of Michigan. So, hey, what better way to 
get get a kid that wants some uh, notoriety behind his name, and he goes to the University of Michigan. So that's cool. Um, again, you can follow us on Twitter. My Twitter handle is mlkowalski17. Also follow us at the MT Sports Show, our official page for all our episodes. And go ahead, Tyler. What's what's the where can uh, people Twitter. find you at? <laughs> my Twitter my Twitter handle is T Raw Row twenty four. That's T R A W W R O W E two four. And go ahead and follow us on the MT Sports Show on Facebook. We will uh, we are uploading episodes on there as well. Yep, our episodes can be on there too. Um you can re- be redirected to Anchor. Um I know a lot of people they listen to their episodes on iTunes probably. Um, or Google Play. It's just very easy for you to do that. If you listen to it on Anchor, that's cool too, but you got to download the Anchor app, whereas if you have Android or Apple, you usually have those apps already pre-installed, so you can just go ahead and search us in, in, uh, on podcasts on Google Play and iTunes. So let us know what you think. Subscribe, hit that subscribe button, hit that follow button on uh, Twitter, and hit that like button on Facebook and let us know what you think. Um, we'll be back here tomorrow to recap Michigan's game against Florida State. I am always your host, Mike, for the MT Sports Show. And I am always a co-host, Tyler, for the MT Sports Show. And it is a go blue. Go blue.